Good afternoon. I'm Rain. Mostly Dateline Philippines weekend begins right now. The tug of war for the House Speakership continues with Marinduque Representative Lord Alan Velasco now turning the tables on incumbent Speaker Alan Peter Cayetano. On Facebook, Velasco denied accusations of staging ouster plots against his rival. Instead, he accused Cayetano of blackmailing President Duterte with a proposed 2021 national budget in an attempt to cling to his Speakership. What our representatives want is for Congress to work on a fair and equitable budget for health care and health facilities, poverty alleviation, and education. Ang mga tanong po kay Speaker Gaetano at sa kanyang barkada, budget ba ito para sa bayan or budget ng mga barkada mo? Makabuluhang budget ba ito sa gitna ng pandemia o malaking budget ba ito Para sa grupo mo. Is this why Speaker Cayetano and his sidekicks are adamant and fiercely fighting the peaceful transition of House leadership? Is this why Speaker Cayetano is trying to blackmail President Duterte and hold the budget hostage if his term is not extended? Velasco also apologized to President Duterte and to the public for the mess at the lower chamber. He once again urged Cayetano to honor their term-sharing agreement and resign on October 14th. Humihingi po tayo ng paumanhin kay Pangulong Duterte sa mga pangyayari sa kabila ng buong pusong pag-aayos niya sa gusot. To the Filipino people whom we have promised to serve, I express... My deep apology on behalf of my colleagues in Congress. Because you don't deserve this. Speaker Cayetano, you gave your word in front of the President to honor the term-sharing agreement. Please, I appeal to you, finish the budget and resign on October 14. An ally of Congressman Lord Alan Velasco has been sacked from the deputy speakership as the power struggle at the lower chamber intensifies. As R.G. Cruz reports, those seeking a change in leadership at the House have also been asked to step down from their posts. Is there any objection? Chair, here's none. The Philippine House of Representatives was in the middle of budget deliberations when one Pac-Man Partalist Congressman Mikey Romero was sacked from the deputy speakership the second highest post in the lower chamber. That development marks the latest in the power struggle in the House. It was Capi's lawmaker Ferdinand Castro, an ally of House Speaker Alan Peter Caetano, who replaced Romero, an ally of Caetano's rival, presumed successor Lord Alan Velasco. Just hours prior to his promotion, Castro called on those seeking a leadership change to leave their leadership positions. Let those who are willing to help and cooperate take over. There is no shame in admitting defeat at the hands of the better for. Bakit nila mag-insign? No? I mean, uh, it's even constitutional that there, there, that there must be a party representation. Uh, pangalawa, parang, parang jurist yan. Ah. Uh, nahalata siguro na magwala silang numero. Romero's removal did not sit well with at least one member of the lower chamber's partyless coalition, headed by Romero himself. Ambis partyless representative Sharon Grin called it an affront to their bloc and everything their group worked for. 
Garin, who is also an ally of Velasco, said they may move for a vacancy in the speakership if Caetano does not resign on October 14th, as agreed upon by both sides supposedly during the palace summit this week. Declaring the speakership vacant, also a possibility for another ally of Velasco, Congressman Doy Liachon. For the Oriental Mindoro lawmaker, it was clear to people who accompanied Velasco to the palace meeting that both sides reached an agreement. He took a swipe at presidential spokesperson Harry Roque, citing the statements he issued to the media regarding the president's position on the speakership. But Caetano's allies are unfazed, saying they are ready for a showdown. It's well within the right of uh, any member of Congress to declare any seat, for that matter, vacant. Despite this, both sides agree that finishing the 2021 budget should take precedence over the term-sharing agreement. R.G. Cruz, ABS-CBN News. The Duterte administration defends the Philippines' coronavirus response after it ranked 20th in the list of countries with the highest COVID-19 infections in the world. But even though the numbers are up, Malacanang asserts the Philippines is still able to take care of its patients. The health department for its part says the numbers and the ranking should be taken in the right perspective. Pag tinignan natin ang ranking among countries, they only show the cumulative number of cases. It is not really just the numbers. We have to look at the other variables. We have to focus on the active cases and not the cumulative number of cases. So whatever uh, would be this ranking uh, um, across the globe, this is because of the totality of the number of cases. But when we look at the number of active cases, our recovery rate, our case fatality rate, and looking at our health system capacity, we can see that we are we have improved. And sa tingin natin, nakakaagapay tayo dito sa ating response for COVID-19. The Philippines has now had over 316,000 coronavirus infections, 56,400 of which are considered active cases. The death toll has meanwhile reached more than 5,600. Now, over 100 people who came into close contact with the first two COVID-19 cases in Batanes have been tested for the coronavirus to prevent a possible outbreak in the province. The 86 close contacts of Batanes' first case have already tested negative for COVID-19, while the test results of the remaining 17 or the close contacts of the second case are expected to be out today. Batanes COVID-19 Task Force says while the two patients are asymptomatic, their 14-day quarantine period will be extended by a week. To avoid local transmission, the provincial government decided to place Batanes under enhanced community quarantine last September 30th. We have to be honest that our province is not really, it's not even 50% ready to respond to COVID cases. 
uh, thankfully these are not severe cases that we're receiving because if we look into the health capacity of our province talagang mababa siya now, imagine mm-hmm. our our hospital here our hospital in the in the mainland is actually has only 28 allocated beds for covid cases and we only have two ventilators so as to the preparedness of the province we are prepared in terms of containing it in our quarantine facilities but as to responding to severe cases that will be a hard uh that will be a challenge for us Several businesses and areas under general community quarantine can now operate at 100% capacity. These include lending and other financial services firms, advertising agencies, and video and music productions. The list also covers retail establishments like hardware stores and bookstores, as well as car wash shops. But the Philippine Trade Department says employers should still allow work-from-home arrangements when necessary. Barber shops and salons are meanwhile allowed to operate up to 75%. Restaurants and food establishments can also operate beyond 50% capacity, subject to physical distancing. The Philippine Transportation Department vows to scrap the payment of beep cards for commuters. That's after confusion arose on the price of the cards in the wake of the implementation of a cashless policy for commuting. Speaking before senators, Transport Secretary Arthur Tugade claims he was also surprised by the 80-peso surcharge or 80-peso charge. Tugade says he has also instructed his team to ensure the card will be free. Pinag-usapan ho namin kung saan ho pwedeng isource yung funding yan. Uh, pwede ho namin silipin yung bayanihan ko. Nakausap ko na rin ho yung uh, mga bus operator, yung pamunuan ng bus operator kanina na sabi ko na kung maaari magtulungan kami na gawin pong libre yung beep card. Authorities in Boracay considering the use of antigen tests for arriving visitors. A negative RT-PCR test is mandatory for visitors, but some have complained about the cost of the tests. So far, more than 80 have arrived in Boracay two days after the popular beach destination opened its doors to domestic tourists. The acting mayor of Malaya, Naklan, says the reopening has allowed the island to bring down the number of unemployed workers. Almost 204 establishments, uh, resorts, and hotels were given the certificate authority to operate. So, and uh, from this uh, government, uh, we, I already issued 365 uh, certificate, certificate to operate also. So, uh, this resort are now um, um, asking for the return of their uh, workers. So, uh, the, the 20,000 uh, numbers is reducing uh, as of now. Uh, we are still the sunset we're waiting if there are some changes but uh, uh, we have to wait until the uh, IATF uh, can will recommend for that uh, antigen uh, test for us we will shift uh, to that uh, uh, test because uh, antigen is uh, more cheaper and uh, the results can be get, uh, be uh, get uh, maybe 15 to 30 minutes Countries are facing a critical moment in their coronavirus response. That's according to the World Health Organization, which says around 2 million cases are being added weekly. 
But the U.N. Health Agency also says it's not too late to turn the tide. Based on the latest tally from Johns Hopkins University, the number of people infected with COVID-19 around the world has topped 34.5 million. Of that figure, more than a million have died, while nearly 24 million others have recovered from the disease. The United States still tops the global COVID-19 tally with 7.3 million cases and 208,000 deaths. It's followed by India and Brazil. And we're now showing you live shots from Bethesda, Maryland. U.S. President Donald Trump moved to a military hospital there for treatment after testing positive for COVID-19. Trump is expected to work in a special suite at the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland for the next few days as a precautionary measure. White House says Trump is experiencing fatigue and is being treated with an experimental drug cocktail from Regeneron. It's one of the experimental COVID-19 drugs known as monoclonal antibodies, which are used for treating a wide range of illnesses. Trump's wife, Melania, also tested positive for the coronavirus. Trump, who has repeatedly downplayed the threat of the health crisis, is the latest world leader to contract the virus. Now, as Trump battles COVID-19, a spotlight is cast on U.S. Vice President Mike Pence, who would take over as acting president should Trump become incapacitated while undergoing medical treatment. The vice president spokesman on Twitter announced Pence and his wife have tested negative for COVID-19. Pence's doctor also said there is no need to quarantine the VP as he was not in close contact with any known COVID-19 case. A White House official on Friday clarified Trump has not transferred power to Pence. Meanwhile, former Trump aide Kellyanne Conway has tested positive for COVID-19. Conway was at the White House Rose Garden last Saturday, where Trump announced his nomination of Amy Coney Barrett to replace the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg at the Supreme Court. Conway is the latest from the event to contract the virus. Republican Senators Mike Lee and Tom Tillis, who were also present, also tested positive for the disease. And that's Dateline Philippines Weekend. I'm Rain Musni. Thank you so much for joining us. And keep it here on ANC.